This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity with Dan Monroe. All right. So we're going to do a slightly more serious and dramatic, miserable one today, I guess, because we're going to be talking about loneliness. And it's an important concept that we need to be talking about because it is a sensation and a state of mind that drives so much harmful behavior from people. There's so many fucked up things that you've done in your life or that have been done to you because of loneliness as a sensation. Loneliness is the sensation that gets us to sleep with people who are a bad idea. It gets us into friendships with people we can't stand. It gets us into self-harm and suicide and, and harmful behaviors. Loneliness drives a lot of really shitty behavior, and I want to talk about it today. And I want to start, you know, I'm trying to work on myself in terms of not teasing and, and marketing what I'm going to say and just coming out with it right from the beginning instead. So I want to start by saying this podcast is about letting go of the idea that loneliness has anything to do with other people. Letting go of that idea and focusing on the truth, which is loneliness is all about the quality of your relationship with yourself. We're going to talk about that in detail today and how building a relationship with yourself, what that means. We're going to look at that and how that relates to reduction in loneliness. We're also going to look at how the opposite, which is trying to make others love you, actually increases loneliness and guarantees long-term loneliness, even when it occasionally has short-term rewards. So let go of the idea that loneliness has anything to do with other people and keep listening if you're interested in removing loneliness from your life, as I really genuinely believe I have. I can be alone for long periods of time now without sensing any loneliness, and yet I used to feel loneliness almost consistently for most of my life, even around people. I want you to question, why do you believe other people loving you would remove your loneliness? Where does, where's your undeniable evidence for that correlation? If you've had people in your life who have loved you, and loved you strongly and without condition, and you still experience loneliness, how do you explain that? How do you explain being loved and still feeling lonely? And how do you use that explanation to justify chasing love from other people to remove your loneliness? And for those of you who have never experienced love from another person, or at least believe you've never experienced it, or doubt that you've ever experienced it, I want to know why you believe that those moments in your life where you haven't felt loneliness cannot be explained by just your relationship with yourself. No one else has ever loved you and you've had moments of no loneliness. Why do you need other people to love you? Where do you get that idea from? So let's have a look at it. I mean, what is loneliness? It's a word that comes up in many people's lives and we're living in a socially fucked up age for human beings now we no longer communicate with clear connection and emotional depth anymore we just send each other messages on the internet and we're all completely disconnected and isolated very few of us are capable of healthy relationships anymore it seems so what is loneliness in today's day and age well let's have a start by having a look at what loneliness isn't and that's to really emphasize the point I'm making this podcast. I want you now to all think of a time 
where you felt lonely, even though you were in the presence of other people, not just other people, but in the presence of other people who you know love you, in the presence of family or friends, where there's been undeniable evidence that they really, really like you. I want you to remember the times that you felt lonely, even in those moments. Lonely at a party, lonely at a family Christmas, lonely at a dinner, lonely at a work event. Surrounded by people who you know at least like you, and you still felt lonely. Even lying next to a partner. Those moments where you felt lonely in that in that situation, where someone's been right there, there's full evidence that they're in your company, and that they like you, and yet you still felt lonely. And I also want you to look at those times, and this is a harder one because it's hard to remember not feeling lonely, but those times where you felt complete, content, satisfied, thrilled with life, no noticeable signs of loneliness whatsoever, and yet there was no one else around. You were completely alone in terms of your physical body. You could not see, hear, touch, taste anybody else in the proximity to you. And yet you didn't feel loneliness. I want you to think of those times. Because if those times exist even once in your life, it proves unequivocally that loneliness has nothing to do with other people. Because if loneliness had something to do with other people and how much they love you, then you would never feel lonely in the company of someone who likes you and you'd always feel lonely when you're alone but that's not the case is it you can feel lonely around people who love you and you can feel complete with no one around and no evidence that anyone loves you so i want you to keep that in mind because for any of you who really think i've got to get someone in my life i need more friends i need a relationship i need someone who loves me i need my family to approve of me and you think those things because you're trying to get rid of loneliness, just notice how factually incorrect that approach is. How it's really got nothing to do with loneliness, and how following that approach is not going to help you with loneliness. It can't, because the proof is clear that other people have nothing to do with that sensation. Or at least very little to do with it. We will talk later about how other people's behavior might trigger loneliness. But I want you to just notice how the loneliness sensation can happen no matter what situation you're in, even if you're loved by everybody. What is loneliness in terms of what happens? What is it? An empty feeling? A sad feeling? Hollowness? Stress? For me, it was a stressful sensation. For me, when I think back to the days of loneliness, I think of a hot, sick feeling in my gut that was accompanied by thoughts related to being alone. Usually there'd be like a fantasy in my head about being alone long term, like never having a girlfriend, something like that, or my friends don't really like me and therefore I have no friends and have never had friends and will never have friends. Those kinds of thoughts being associated with a kind of sickening fight-or-flight response in my body, or an empty, depressed feeling. That's what I think of when I think of loneliness. What is it for you? A lot of people talk about loneliness without really investigating what it is and where it exists inside the body, where it comes from. The reason I want you to figure out what it is for you is because I want you to figure out where it comes from. That's what we'll be doing today. We'll be trying to figure out what is the actual cause of loneliness? 
if it isn't other people. We're raised to believe in popularity, aren't we? We're raised to believe that the numbers matter socially. That the more people love you, the less loneliness you experience. We believe in that reverse correlation, don't we? That relationship. We believe the less people who love you, the more loneliness you experience. Seems like a simple equation, seems like a logical one, and yet it's completely irrational and totally not at all backed by any factual figures here. The trouble is, there, are, there is research that shows that people are happier when they're popular. But I want to challenge the conclusions made by such research today. I want to talk about it. There was a friend of mine. Well, he wasn't a friend, sorry. There was a guy I knew at school who was friends with my girlfriend at the time. And he was one of those kids who was quite literally the most popular kid in school. You know, he was the skater kid, um, really cool guy, tall, good looking, all the girls loved him, and just a pleasure to be around. And he was just the coolest guy in school. You know, he got in a bit of trouble, he was a bit of a bad boy, and so on, and everybody just looked up to him, and everyone wanted to be his friend, and so on. Most popular guy in school. When we were about 18, he killed himself. Now, the shock of that was big enough. You know, suicide's a big shock, especially for the first time, uh, to any teen, when the first suicide uh, occurs in their presence. But what was really shocking for all of us is that it was him that did it. I mean, I could have given you a list of a hundred kids who I thought were far more likely to. You know, the ones who were bullied and ostracized, the loneliest kids. And yet it was the most popular kid to be the first to commit suicide. There were kids in my class who got bullied to fuck every day and had no friends. And even though I was compassionate towards them, I, I just couldn't be their friend because they were just so awkward and uncomfortable to be around. I couldn't even be their friend out of pity. And they got so much shit every day, and yet they didn't kill themselves. This guy did. And that one rocked my world. It was the start of a, a, a philosophy and a train of thought that's led me to this podcast, where I realized popularity cannot be the final answer. He, he was as popular as you can get. He was the biggest fish in the pond. He was loved by so many. His funeral was fucking massive. I'm not kidding. There were literally thousands of people at his funeral. Multiple thousands of people. They spilled out onto the street. There was cars like in a, in a what do you call it? An entourage, a line of cars driving that went from like one horizon to the other. He was as popular as you can get. He was fully loved and yet he killed himself from depression, from other things. You see it in celebrities, some of the most popular celebrities, most loved actors and singers and everything. They're in and out of drug rehab. They've got mental health disasters. Some of them now being accused of sexual offending. Some of the most popular people that we know of currently show all the hallmarks of somebody who fucking hates their life and hates themselves. So the idea that somehow a quantity of people loving you makes you feel better about yourself, there's so much counter-evidence to that, to the point where it must be discarded as a theory. The idea that being loved by many people makes you happy is just wrong. So I want you to really take this in, because if this point gets across to you, your whole life will change, like mine did. If the point gets across to you that, hey, other people loving me 
has nothing to do with how I feel about myself and will never have anything to do with how I feel about myself. You know, if you can take that belief on board, you get a power that you've never known before. And you start to see the truth, which is your feelings of loneliness do not come from your relationship with other people. It comes from your relationship with yourself. Now, the reason sometimes you feel bad about yourself in relation to other people not liking you is simply because you agree with them. Now, if somebody doesn't like me and I don't agree with them, I get no sensation of loneliness. I just think they're an idiot. But if someone doesn't like me and I think they're right not to like me, then I feel lonely. Now, the situation's the same, and I can play this game with anybody. I want you to think of a group who you absolutely do not care if they approve of you or not. Like, uh, maybe it's like white supremacists, or extreme feminists, or communists, or whatever. Some group that you're absolutely opposed to, and if they didn't like you, you'd be like, fuck it, good. I hate them anyway. I want you to notice how they could all hate you, and you would feel no loneliness as a result of that. It would not bother you that they hated you. And yet if someone you were attracted to hated you, or someone you thought was a friend hated you, or your boss hated you, then you would have sensation of loneliness. And yet being hated by another person doesn't make a difference who they are. It's just hate coming from another person. Yet sometimes it affects you, sometimes it doesn't. When it affects you, it's when you think the other person's opinion matters. When it doesn't affect you, it's when you don't. Which means you're deciding whose opinion matters and who doesn't, and that is a critical intervention point to loneliness. Ask yourself, why do I care what they think and not what they think, when they're both just humans having opinions on me, having perceptions of me? Why do I feel lonely when one of them says I'm a dick, and I don't feel lonely when the other one says the exact same words? We're answering that today. It's because of what you do to yourself next, after they say that. It's about the relationship with yourself in reaction to what they say. See, when someone hates someone that see when someone you hate doesn't like you, it doesn't it isn't followed by a story where you hate on yourself as well. When somebody goes, You're a fucking dick, and you're like, believe that if you want, you're a fucking dick. And you don't feel any loneliness by them abandoning you. That's because the story following their abandonment is just good, good riddance. But when someone you hope likes you doesn't, the story that follows their abandonment is completely different. It's when you go, oh, it's probably because I'm a fat loser who fucking doesn't have a job, and it's just because I'm so socially awkward, and this big story of you hating on yourself happens, and then you feel lonely. And I want you to just, I just want you to notice that. The reason that you've ever felt lonely ever in your entire life, and the only reason you've ever felt loneliness in your entire life, has been when you've told yourself a bad story about you. That's the only time you feel loneliness. You realize that? Everybody in the world can leave you alone. Like, right now you might be in a room listening to this and you can't see evidence of any other people. That means you're completely alone in this moment. And yet if there are no thoughts of you hating on yourself happening inside your head, you won't feel loneliness. At the same time, you might be listening to this on headphones in a bus surrounded by people Maybe you're even surrounded by people you like. Maybe you're at home listening to this and your loving family's within visual distance. You can see them. And yet you're telling yourself a story about how you're a fucking loser. You'll feel loneliness. 
Notice that. Notice the fucking undeniable evidence that loneliness is self-created and has nothing to do with other people. I'm going on about this point like I'm fucking trying to win an election because if you can get that in your head, you begin a journey that will solve your loneliness problem forever. And I seriously mean it. It's one of the few human conditions that I think can be permanently resolved. I really genuinely do not believe it is possible for me to experience loneliness anymore. And yet I used to live in loneliness. There's other sensations, anxiety, depression, neediness, that I'll always feel for the rest of my life no matter how confident I get. But loneliness, I really do believe, is one that can be effectively cured. Because it is a false perception of the world that creates loneliness. And when that false perception is corrected, loneliness is no longer a a, a feeling that you can have. Neediness can still happen, but that's different. So I want you to take a moment to notice how loneliness arises inside you. There's some precursors that are common for loneliness. Perception of failure is a common precursor, something that happens before the loneliness feeling. Where you look at what you've done and you say, that was wrong, that was bad, you failed. Loneliness can often follow that train of thinking. Especially when it's related to ostracism, if if your failure was a social failure, if you asked a girl out and she said no, if you told a joke to the group and no one laughed, If you suggested going to an event and no one wanted to come, that kind of thing. So attaching failure to a a social action, quite often that is a precursor to loneliness. When someone doesn't agree with you or approve of you or follow you. Negative self-talk, probably the most common precursor to loneliness. You telling yourself that you're a fucking loser in so many words. You focusing on what you did wrong and shaming yourself for it. Notice how that often comes before feelings of loneliness. Ruminating on lack of quantity or popularity in your life. Looking at how all the friends you don't have. And looking at all the, all the likes on Facebook you didn't get. And looking at all the, all the sex you aren't having. That's often a precursor to loneliness, isn't it? Especially results. Relationships. I haven't had enough of them or they haven't been good enough. Friends. I should have more friends, you tell yourself. I should have better friends. I should have cooler friends. Notice how those sort of thoughts and beliefs come up before loneliness hits you as a sensation. Or even past embarrassments. Remembering the time that the girl rejected you in high school. Remembering the time you found out that your friends were backstabbing you. You Remembering the time that you hosted a party and no one showed up. Notice how ruminating on these things is often... Followed by the sensation of loneliness, even if you're around other people when you're doing this ruminating. And a big one, and usually follows these first few, is imagining a future of being alone. Sometimes it's not really a clear imagination, it's just a thought like, I'm going to be alone forever, or I'm never going to get a girlfriend, or everyone hates me. This kind of perception that the long-term future is going to be filled with moments of being alone. You basically imagine the times that you felt lonely before and then you kind of um, multiply those into your imaginary future calendar. 
Notice how that often happens both before and during sensations of loneliness. So I want you to notice all that because all of that is happening inside you and essentially all of it to some extent is something you're choosing to do. So I want you to notice the link between how you choose to speak with yourself in your mind and the sensation of loneliness. And I want you to notice how all of that can happen, all of those things that create loneliness, and I've probably missed many others, but all of those things can happen no matter how other people are behaving. So let's say even if it happens directly after someone technically rejects you, like you uh, go to ask someone out and they say no, and you go, oh, I'm a fucking loser, and then you feel alone, loneliness. Notice how you had to call yourself a fucking loser before the loneliness sensation hit. If you asked out someone you weren't interested in, just as a joke or a dare at a party, when they said no, you'd be like, oh, thank God, and you'd walk away with no loneliness. So them rejecting you cannot be the cause of loneliness, otherwise you'd feel lonely every single time someone didn't like you. Which can't be true because 90% of the world, or 99% of the world, don't even know you exist, which is the same as them not liking you. And yet you're fine with that. Now I want you to notice... The hallmarks of those moments when there is no loneliness. I want you to think of the times, if you can, where loneliness was the furthest thing from your mind. It didn't even, there was no signs of any sensations of loneliness. Complete opposite. Great enjoyment of life. In particular, I want you to think of the times where you were physically alone and that sensation happened to you. Like when you are powerfully engaged in the task that you enjoy or you find challenging. You know, you might go, oh, I'm so lonely all the time, but then when you have to put a chair together for your new office and it's kind of challenging and difficult, you go for like half an hour without feeling lonely, even though nobody else has liked you any more in that half an hour. Or times where there was just an absence of self-loathing inner talk, where you did something you were proud of, or you just kind of forgot to beat yourself up for a day. Notice how there's no loneliness in those moments, even if no one else is around. Particularly notice how the loneliness goes away when you do something you're proud of. And how something you're proud of doesn't need other people's approval for it to remove sensation of loneliness. Think of those times when you finish a complicated task, you're home alone, you finish a project that you didn't think you could do. And you do it. And there's no one else around to pat you on the back or tell you that they love you or that they won't abandon you. And yet there's no feeling of loneliness in that moment. Now, if loneliness required other people, you would feel lonely all the time that no one else was around. What are lonely people? And this is a key one here. If you consider yourself to be a lonely person, if you regularly experience the sensations of loneliness and predict a life of being alone or loneliness, what kind of person are you? Well, I work with a lot of lonely people. A huge portion of my coaching is around loneliness. And I find there's probably about four things that come up a lot in lonely people that they have in common. One is self-hating, which is they are very cruel to themselves, to the point of, like, bullying themselves. They treat themselves worse than they treat others, put it that way. They're self-sacrificing. They'll put other people's needs in front of their own. They will try to please and seek approval from others, try to make other people happy before taking care of their own happiness. They're often self-sacrificing. They're also non-compassionate, and not necessarily towards other people, but towards themselves. 
when they're stressed or sick or tired, instead of taking a break and taking care of themselves, they push themselves harder, punish themselves more. When they fail, they're hard on themselves instead of encouraging. They're non-compassionate. And the last one, which they're most blind to, is they're highly judgmental. And this always goes both ways. They like to think of themselves as non-judgmental people quite often, but they're very judgmental people. And when they're alone, they're judgmental about themselves. And when they're with other people, they're judgmental about other people. They make assumptions and guesses about people that have no basis of evidence whatsoever, and then they believe those assumptions and guesses. Whether they're positive or negative doesn't matter. It's judgmental. These four qualities all have something in common. They've got nothing to do with other people. So I want you to imagine, would it be possible to feel loneliness if instead of self-hating, you were self-loving? Instead of self-sacrificing, you were self-serving? Instead of non-compassionate, you were very compassionate? Instead of judgmental, you were curious? Imagine if those four changes occurred inside you permanently. What would happen to the sensation of loneliness? Could loneliness still occur if you loved yourself, treated yourself right, took care of your own needs, and was curious about the truth rather than judgmental? Which leads us to the how-to. I want to talk as much as I can, at least in general terms, of how I made the change from someone who felt loneliness often to someone, I genuinely mean this, who really does not experience it anymore. First and foremost, you have to focus on the relationship with yourself as a priority. Imagine you are married to yourself. You are your own spouse. That must be the relationship that gets the huge portion of your social energy, time, and effort. The relationship with yourself is not something that can be automatically maintained. It's something you've got to work at, just like a marriage. I want you to assume, if you're feeling loneliness all the time, start with the assumption that the relationship with yourself is fucking awful. Because that'll be the truth. If I was to come to you and ask you some questions about how you treat yourself and how you talk to yourself and the kind of activities you do to honor yourself and respect yourself, I bet I'd find you sorely fucking lacking. Wouldn't I? And that's because you have... Basically, you've, you've had a divorce with you, but you still have to live inside the same head. It's a nasty, toxic, abusive, critical relationship, and that's why you feel loneliness. You change that relationship, you change your loneliness. Of course, the real question is how? How do you change such a long-term bitter relationship? If you've been treating yourself like shit, essentially, for years or even decades, how do you turn it around? Well, it's as simple as it is challenging. Basically, you're going to have to do the opposite of what you've been doing. You've been chasing other people's approval, trying to make them like you, trying to help them, putting other people first. All that, you've got to do the opposite. The relationship with yourself is going to be really served by a form of, essentially, selfishness. Which is, you put you first. Just like you, you imagine, like, the, the most loyal husband... The the role model of a man putting his family before anybody else, being willing to kill anyone to protect his family. You've got to treat yourself with that level of respect. 
You've got to be willing to die to protect you. You've got to be your own coach, your own mentor, your own fucking cheerleader. You've got to choose to assign that role to yourself and learn how to do that role. It's not about looking in the mirror and going, hey, you're an awesome person, because that's not going to work. Positive affirmations are all horseshit. I'm talking about earning it. I'm talking about living in a measurable way with changes of behavior, with bold actions, where you will impress yourself. You'll win back your own love. You know, there's a great, uh, if you look up a guy named David Goggins, also known as the hardest man in the world, he does a great interview. I can't remember the name of the channel that interviews him. Where he talks about one day he just looked in the mirror and he goes, you are pathetic. But it wasn't self-deprecating. It wasn't him trying to like feel bad about himself. It was just an honest assessment. He looked at himself and the way he treated himself and the way he let others treat him. And he goes, that's fucking pathetic. It was like a father looking at his son who's become like a useless drug addict loser. And going, look, that's pathetic. You need to sort your shit comes from a place of love but hard love you need to do this with yourself you need to understand the reason you feel lonely is because you are not impressed with yourself you're not impressed with your behavior it's got nothing to do with your results results are fucking meaningless well it's all have to do with your lack of effort or your effort in the wrong place your your constant deception and dishonesty and lack of integrity your cowardice That's where your loneliness is coming from. It's from you watching you and just being thoroughly disappointed. But you've been trying to impress, just not yourself. You've been trying to impress other people, trying to win, trying to achieve, trying to score. Instead of trying to have integrity. Instead of willing to lose everything in order to support your own values. Make a commitment to yourself. Instead of trying to chase other people, Aim to win your own approval. To impress yourself with valued behavior, with integrity. Sacrifice the neediness of others to support your needs, instead of the other way around. Instead of dropping everything to pick up that friend from the airport who's too lazy to organize her own shit, tell him, huh, well I'm busy today, you're going to have to find someone else. Or actually, no, I don't feel like it today, you're going to have to find someone else. Put you first as if you are the relation, as if you are your own wife, you know? Somebody else wants something, but your wife needs you more. You go to your wife if you're a decent husband. So treat yourself with that level of respect. When somebody else needs something from you, but you need something from you even more, then that person gets sidelined. They get put in second place, not first. Where somebody will, you know, it's like offending somebody. If, if if what you're going to say is going to offend somebody, but it's the truthful thing to say, then you have to put your honor before their hurt feelings and offend them so that you can speak the truth and impress yourself with your, with your courage. Journal. Make sure you're measuring yourself accurately, because if you don't, you're going to autopilot measure yourself. I go on and on about journaling, and nobody takes me seriously. It drives me fucking crazy. You know, those people get into self-development, they do all this other stuff, but they will not sit down every day and fucking measure their behavior accurately. And then they wonder why they're not seeing progress, and they wonder why they still feel bad about themselves. It's because if you don't measure yourself accurately, you're going to measure yourself anyway by other means, like your results, or how other people like you, or whatever. All that shit you can't control. Sit down every fucking night, write a list of the things you're proud of, and the things that need to be worked on. 
make you your own project. Make your integrity the main project. Make your relationship with yourself your number one priority. And just watch as the loneliness decreases over time, and it will take time. It's not going to happen overnight. But you'll notice evidence. You'll notice that there'll be times where you stood up for yourself, and even though everyone in the room hated you, you're just like, fuck, I like me right now. And there's no sensation of loneliness. I want to end with one, I guess, really powerful statement. You will die in your own arms. You're going to die alone. So make sure that you die in the arms of someone who loves you. Make sure if you're going to die alone, that you're dying with somebody who you're proud of. Who you love. And you've got to earn that love. So impress yourself, and your loneliness goes away. Thank you.